Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Uh, well, we're almost to the weekend. The, way, the weeks fly, but every day comes a new deluge of uh, stories. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Got a lot to talk about today. Jeez. An interesting one, which you we were talking about just before we went on on the air here, was about uh, Jason Aldean and his record. Well, yeah. Yeah, he got a lot of flack over that because it's called Try Try That in a Small Town. And basically, if you look at all the riots and everything that's gone on, that's mm-hmm. really what it's about. You know, it's 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 core American values, but the left is all upset over it because, well, it, it, it promotes everything that they're not. And, uh, you, you know, know, I the, heard it came video, out. In, Bill, I heard it came out in May. Yeah, it was in May or a little a little bit earlier. And it was a popular song, but, you know, they drove it up. Even CMT, the uh, Country Music Network, uh, which I actually know the guy that was because uh, he worked for me uh, one time, a long time ago. I used to do country music, but he was a punk kid. And I was a punk kid, too. But either way, they pulled that video, and uh, I'm like going, I don't see why because it shows headlines. What, your, and, your friend pulled it? Was he w- one of the guys I don't think he's the one that pulled it, but he's one of the ones that uh, made that network big and probably put the people in play that did. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they did because... Well, who owns it? You know, Is it owned by like MTV or something like that? It's it's not... Eh, it might be. I don't know. I, I, I never really kept up with it because that was something that came about... Uh, you know, when I was, well... All of these younger. big networks usually are connected nowadays. You know, yeah. they're owned by a huge parent. And, and nowadays, the, the huge parent is, is woke. By the way, speaking of huge parents, Disney, Bob Iger said yesterday, I don't know whether you heard this, Bob Iger said that he is not uh, against selling the entire company to somebody. The entire Disney company is on the line. First, he he was talking about sending, selling off like streaming uh, uh, portions and stuff, and then he paused and he said, "Well, you know, actually, uh, with all all things being equal, he said I wouldn't be opposed to the right deal for the entire company." So, yeah, well, now what is it? The Disney heiress? She was protesting. Oh, uh, uh, you know, when you thing. have when you have a lot of money, you have more more time than brains. You know, I mean, going out and I think she was uh, was she was it an environmental thing that she was, uh, was talking about uh, protesting. I forget. I just saw that she one was one of the Disney years, you know. It, and truly, don't equate money or fame with intelligence. Oh, you know. I think it was about the uh, the use of jets and the pollution of jets. In the meantime, she probably flew to wherever they were protesting in her own private Disney oh, jet. Absolutely. You know? Well, yeah, they, I guess she got arrested when she came off her yacht or something like that. <laughs> Great. Well, she uses a lot of fuel. You know, yeah. these people don't well, think about everything. Yes. Well, she coasts a lot, and she she'll they'll go they'll oh. they'll race really fast, and then they turn the the motor off and they just drift for a while. You know. Um, but you you wanted to play that song, the Jason Aldean song. Well, and, I say, you know, if listen you listen to, to it, yeah. yeah. If you listen to it, I think you're going to relate to the lyrics because it's everything that we talk about it. So I don't see what the hell's wrong with the song. Yeah. Imagine your childhood growing up and your core values and belief. He'll say it. Punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. 
I think of all the news actualities you could drop into that song because it's, it's the headlines right out of the news is all it is. And you mm. don't want try that crap in a small town because I can remember even in a big town, you know, somebody step out of line and you pop off about somebody's family or you pop off about somebody's mama or you pop off about the flag. You got sucker punched right in the face like boom. Well, you, you, know, you he, he I said to a friend of mine yesterday, said, you know. There are people who woke up yesterday who never heard of Jason Aldean who are yeah. fans today, tonight. Meaning, because of what happened to him, because of this type of song, he found a whole new group of people who are going to follow his music. You know, and, and I think we were talking, it's number one on iTunes right now. Yeah. No, because people relate to it. So, um, and you know, that's core America. When you talk about people that did, they're not in the cities uh, where they live, they, they live in farming communities, little towns, you know, that might not look like much to you, but it's a lot to them. It's where they grew up and they have the core American values. They don't have diversity police there. Mm-hmm. They have a flag. They got a mom. They got a dad. They might only have a parent. That's it. But you know what? They're raised. And, you know, the left just can't help themselves. 
you know, the problem with the left now is it's not it's not so much they want you to stop picking on them. They don't want you to do anything they don't like. It's it's a matter of it used to be don't pick on us, leave us alone. We believe in this. That was the left. But now mm-hmm. that's not good enough for them. Now if you're leaving them alone to do whatever to do and think whatever they want, that's not good enough. Now you have to stop believing right. what you believe in. Believe in. That's right. Uh, it's unbelievable. You know, Jason Aldean. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You know, I have. We have. You're the not song. a kind. You don't. Hey. You 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 don't like country music. Uh, that, we we that have. Funny. We have the song. We we have the yeah. song. You you found the song. I'm going to go out and buy it today. I will pay oh, cool. the money to support the guy so that uh, so that uh, it's like a, a show of support. You know, and I think you have to do these things nowadays. You know, you have no, to I go see do. Sound of Free uh, Sound of Freedom. You know, it's going to be out there pretty soon on streaming. You you can watch it there if you can't get to the theater, but but when it's available to you, see it. Uh, and and songs like this that the woke people are trying to erase from, you know, everywhere. Buy it. Yep. Exactly. Buy it. And you know what? When you're driving down the road and you're listening into it uh, in your car, roll down the window and play crank it loud. that sucker up, man. Crank Pre- it up and yeah. let them hear it. Pretend I mean, you're pretend you're 18 years old and it's an it's a uh, Led Zeppelin song. All right, and just crank that sucker up. And uh, and rock and roll with the with that country song just drive them nuts. Although I have to tell you, most people in my neighborhood would probably be playing the same song. So, because I live well, in a small yeah. town, <laughs> yeah. Follow it up. I'm on the highway to hell with you. Know what I mean? In your car, you know. <laughs> Play that song, and we're on the highway to hell. There you go. Um, That's the playlist for today. Yesterday, right, speaking anyway, of highway to, to highway to hell, uh, Biden. He should be in cuffs now. If you were paying attention yesterday, they had two uh, whistleblowers speak. One was the mysterious whistleblower X who wasn't identified right, until yeah. until yesterday. And, and the guy is a uh, he's a gay uh, Democrat. The guy who is I think his name is Ziegler, and uh, he seemed like an intelligent, decent guy who was there saying, "Look at." Um, I'm not speaking as a gay person or a gay man, or, or I'm not speaking as a Democrat. I'm doing the right thing, is what he well, said. Wait, wait a minute. I don't care that he's gay. I don't care anything about him. The yep. fact that he's doing the right thing, just like buying the Jason Aldean Dean song. Yep. I applaud that man. I agree 100%. I salute him. 100%. Um, so he testified. I have his opening statement. It's about six minutes. And then I got a couple of cuts from the testimony. A lot of audio today. But it's worth listening to this guy. He explains who he is and why he's there. Listen. And members of the committee, today I, I, I sit here before you not as a hero or, or a victim, but as a whistleblower compelled to disclose the truth. That said, in coming forward, I believe I'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. I ultimately made the decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts at blowing the whistle in the Internal Revenue Service, at the Internal Revenue Service. No one should be above the law, regardless of your political affiliation. 
I humbly view my role here today as providing the facts as I best understood them and to let Congress and the administration and the public consider those facts and determine the best path forward. I recognize why I was present at the start of this investigation and was closely involved with the investigation for roughly five years. I'm just a part of the story. Others, including my colleague and supervisor Gary Shapley, who is here with me today, have their own views and understandings of what took place during this investigation. I've been an agent with the IRS since 2010. In 2007, I received my undergraduate degree from Ohio University, my MBA from John Carroll University. Prior to starting my career at the IRS, I worked at Ernst & Young, Young as an external auditor. Throughout my career with the IRS, I have worked a variety of successful criminal tax and money laundering investigations. In 2018, I transitioned to being, a, to being a part of the International Tax and Financial Crimes Group out of the Washington, D.C. field office. I was the lead IRS case agent on the Hunter Biden investigation. I've recently discovered that people are saying that I must be more credible because I'm a Democrat who happens to be married to a man. I'm no more credible than this man sitting next to me due to my, actual, due to my sexual orientation or my political beliefs. The truth is, my credibility comes today from my job experience with the IRS and my intimate knowledge of the agency's standard and procedures. I was raised and have always strived to do what is right. Although I do have my supporters, others have said that I am a traitor to the Democratic Party and that I am causing more division in our society. I implore you to consider that if you were in my position with the facts as I have stated them, ask yourself if you would be doing the exact same thing. I hope that I am an example to other LGBTQ people out there who are questioning doing the right thing at the potential cost of themselves and others. We should always do the right thing, no matter how painful the process might be. I kind of equate this to experience and feelings I encountered when coming out. It was honestly one of the hardest things I ever had to go through. I contemplated scenarios that would have been highly regrettable, but I did what is right and I'm standing in, or I'm sitting here in front of you today. I would first like to take a minute to thank some people for their unfettered help and support. First off, God, for giving me the strength and courage to get through this process. My husband, who has been my rock, has put up with me, my stress, and has had to deal with, with his personal information being out there. My attorney, Dean Zerby, who has agreed to represent me through this matter pro bono and someone who has provided me so much help and guidance. My colleagues from the Hunter Biden investigation. The work that was done on this case was, is tremendous, but seems to be overshadowed by what is happening here today. And I just want to say to the investigative team that I am thankful for having worked with you. I also want to thank my family and friends back home in Northeast Ohio and Georgia. I don't live in the DC area. I had to fly here and have had to pay out of pocket for all my travel related expenses and being a whistleblower. On that note, I would like to make another statement that I have not accepted a single payment from anyone for being a whistleblower. First, well, so Mr. Chairman, while I have my written statement as well as my testimony before the Ways and Means Committee, I would like to touch on briefly seven specific matters. First, 
In a recent letter to Congress, Mr. Weiss stated that he had been granted ultimate authority over this matter, but then later stated in the same letter that his charging authority is geographically limited and that he would need a President Biden appointed U.S. attorney to partner with him in charging the case. Mr. Weiss stated that he, is, he was making all decisions necessary to preserve the integrity of the prosecution consistent with federal law, the principles of federal prosecution, and departmental regulations. In the internal, in the criminal tax manual, chapter 10, found on the DOJ website, tax division policy states that cases involving indiv individuals who fail to file tax returns or pay a tax, but who also commit acts of evasion or obstruction should be charged as felonies to avoid an equitable treatment. In early August of 2022, federal prosecutors from the Department of Justice Tax Division drafted a 99-page memorandum. In INSO, they were recommending for approval felony and misdemeanor charges for the 2017, 18, and 19 tax years. That did not happen here, and I am not sure why. And as to the special and, and as the special agent on this case, I thought the felony charges were well supported. When considering the elements of felony tax case, under the criminal code, there are two key considerations, willfulness and tax due and owing. In the criminal context, willfulness is, a, is defined as voluntary, intentional violation of a known legal duty. The tax loss is the monetary loss to the government. In 2020, in early 2020, Hunter Biden unfiled or Hunter Biden's unfiled and delinquent tax returns were being prepared, which included his 2018 tax return. During the 2020 time period, by Hunter Biden's own account, he was sober, newly married, and writing his memoir. Hunter Biden's accountants requested that he sign a representation letter stating that all the deductions were for business purposes and were being reported appropriately. Statements Hunter Biden made in his book completely contradicted what he was deducting as business deductions on his 2018 return. You know, I don't think for a second that the left is going to let, uh, you know, him alone they're going to go after him even now even after he's done this they're going to try to diminish him and make it appear as if he's a, a kind of a wacko this guy and he's not oh yeah no and you could hear the fear in his voice at the beginning when he was mm -hmm. stating everything and i thought well you don't have to go through everything but then i thought yeah you do you actually do it's unfortunate that he had to do that but he did so he could get the record straight and that there was no hidden agenda by him other than he just wants to tell the truth. And What's don't, wrong with that? Don't think for one second that uh, the leak on Sunday night, Monday, uh, about Trump going to be indicted was a coincidence. It wasn't. I think the uh, left is a bit desperate. I mean, first of all, how much mail do you get on a Sunday night? I, I, I've, I've, I've never gotten something on a Sunday uh, night. You yeah. know, the only thing that comes to knocking at your door on a Sunday or after hours or mm -hmm. in the wee hours of the morning is bad news. Yeah. Bad news. Yeah. And that's what it was. And you know what? To tell you even more of their desperation, this third indictment, and they say, oh, they're going to put up in jail over this. All right. They had to really sit there and get their creative thinking department going here. I mean, he's being brought up on a Civil War era civil rights violation, mm -hmm. which, you know, that right there, a 
civil rights violation. That is a real big this stretch is there the, for the Exactly. Boys. This is them reaching, reaching big time. They, Section 241, Title 18. But, but I think they want the diversion. They want you to pay attention to the Trump indictment and not pay attention to the fact that they're tearing uh, the current president into, into shreds in Congress. And believe me, if this were Trump, there'd be no hesitation about impeaching him. It would have happened already. But I'm amazed that even the Republicans, I mean, they talk a good talk. They could today do an impeachment vote. It could be done that quickly. It could be done now. They don't have to wait for some time in the future or to hear more testimony. Uh, well, the news is not going to cover it, though. They're going to cover this. And now the left has been sitting there and the news has been saying, yeah, when this comes down, Trump is done. He, he won't run. As a matter of fact, they're going to arrest him. And he'll cut a deal no. to that he doesn't run, and then the charges will be dropped. Trust me. That's what they're thinking. He, if Trump goes to jail, he will win in jail. He will pardon himself, and then he will rip these guys a new— uh, They'll change yeah. the law while he's in jail that he can't do that. I yeah, mean, don't—I don't know. Hey, listen, they, I, I want to play for you this cut here. This is Andy Biggs talking with uh, one of the whistleblowers. I think it was Ziegler, about who mm-hmm. the big guy is. The, you know, the big guy that they talked oh, about. Oh, the big guy, yeah, the, the big, big guy. guy. Yeah, listen. sits in the old law. The, the day of action, you guys were intending to interview 12 people, one of whom was Rob Walker, a, a business associate of Hunter Biden. Um, and in particular, you wanted to talk about, uh, I think the quote is, 10 held for, by H for the big guy. Yeah. Right? Um, so what? Who is the big? who did you infer that the big guy may be? So... All I can do is speak to the evidence there. What I can say is, I think I know what you're referring to is when we're preparing for that, we're preparing for that interview and we're referencing that email, 10 held by H for the big guy. And from what I understand that to be President, his dad, President Biden. Okay, um, and so I'm sorry. I just want to ask Mr. Shapley uh, a similar question because the AUSA, AUSA Wolf interjected, and I'm reading from your transcript now, and said she did not want to ask about the big guy and stated she did not want to ask questions about dad, quote, in quotes. Who did, you, who did you take dad to be when she refers to dad? The, the father of the subject is President Biden. President Biden. And so even by her response, she's inferring that Joe Biden may be involved in Hunter Biden's transactions. Okay, so that by itself should have been enough to, you know, drop the mic, game over. That's it. The the guy Mm -hmm. is, the guy is, I mean, we knew it. People who were paying attention just had to watch the Tony Bobolinsky interview in October just before the election. You knew right. that the guy was corrupt, but the rest of the media, Bill, I didn't realize how how insignificant Fox News really was on the large scheme of things. I thought that if it was at least on Fox News, the rest of the world would know. But in all honesty, apparently there are a lot of people out there, millions of people who just don't pay attention because they didn't see what we saw when we saw the Bobolinsky interview. And uh, But anyway, it, it would appear that the big guy that Tony Bobolinsky was talking about now is it's definitively been identified as President Biden. And mm-hmm. There's no uh, if ands or buts about it. That should be enough. But uh, 
You know, oh, I, no, nothing. You, look, I guarantee nothing is going to happen against Biden. You know, at least not while he's in office. And they're going to be damn. They've already. They've look. They're they're putting so much money behind this sinking ship. If they don't, if they don't impeach him while he's in office, shame on this Congress. They impeached. They went along with the impeachment of Trump twice while he was in office, and he did nothing. Absolutely nothing. This guy, and I'm going to tell you what I, I mean, I think what he's done is treason. Now, I checked the definition yesterday of the word treason in the Constitution, and it has to be witnessed by at least two people. The same act mm. has to be witnessed by at least two people. There are, there's Tony Bobolinsky, there's, I mean, there's a whole list of people who know that Biden and was the big guy, and he was the guy who was feeding our information. He was selling influence in to the Chinese. I mean, my God, could, let me ask you a question. If this were 1939 and somebody was selling influence to uh, Adolf Hitler, do you think that would go over? Do you think they would accept that? That would be, in a, in a heartbeat, the person would be arrested. But now we, we're questioning it. The, the, this guy still gets the... Uh, he still gets the uh, opportunity to sit at state functions and live in the White mm. House and do all the things that a president does. In the meantime, he sold you and I out. Uh, yep. This guy, this guy is—he's uh, corrupt. He's not—he's not a good man, and he sure as hell isn't a good American. And well, I don't he care. Never was a good man. Let's let's face it. But we have a generation that ignores the past they don't know his past so you know we got joe and you know the things that we talk about his past well that couldn't be not not you know not the creepy old grandpa that we got in the white house he would never do anything like that gary sharply continued with uh, some some questions and answers uh he he was the other whistleblower gary shapley was the supervisor above ziegler who was a whistleblower X, who only was identified yesterday, and uh, it, it was it was pretty good testimony. It was a, it was interesting television, and uh, I hope you got a chance to see it. This is the supervisor testifying now. Listen, at every stage, decisions were made that benefited the subject of this investigation. For example, prosecutors concealed contents of Hunter Biden's laptop from investigators. DOJ slow walk steps to include interviews, serving document requests, and executing search warrants. Warrants that were ready as early as April of 2020, but were delayed until after the November, November 2020 election and never pursued. Investigators were not allowed to follow up on WhatsApp messages from Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud backup, where he suggested he was sitting next to his father. Assistant United States Attorney Leslie Wolf cited the optics of executing a search warrant at President Biden's residence as a deciding factor for not allowing it, even though she agreed that probable cause existed. Prosecutors instructed investigators not to ask about the big guy or dad when conducting interviews. The Biden transition team was tipped off about interviews the night before the investigation went over, a fact my FBI counterpart confirmed to this committee in recent testimony, where the result was that only one witness spoke to investigators that day. These are just some of the examples of how our investigation was stymied. Wow. Can, I mean, mm. do you hear how they interfered? People in the Justice Department and the FBI were running interference for Biden. Blocking. Yeah. 
blocking any looking into Hunter Biden, 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 and uh, into Joe. Mm-hmm. Couldn't ask a question about it. I find that amazing because if it were anybody else, uh, they'd be in jail. I, and I don't know how. I don't know how we allowed these people who were running interference, who essentially weren't doing their job, who were obstructing justice, how you let them stay in their jobs. At the very least, they should be fired, and possibly some of them should be arrested for what they did. But I don't think that'll ever happen. I mean, I really don't. I think that uh, this corruption, when Donald Trump says the corruption in D.C., it's, it's deep. It's really deep. I heard him say this just last week, and, and he's absolutely correct. I don't think he realized how deep it was. Well, it's, it's deep, but also you've got a populace out there. Now, they like to say the right is brainwashed, but you talk to a friend that might be a, a Democrat. You know, they are hell-bent about you. You can show them example after example after example. Yeah, but, uh, so in other words, they're willing to overlook their sins and transgressions to go after their target. And, well, this is not, it's, it's, there's no fact here. It's an allegation. Yeah, but uh, that's enough for me. We got to lock him up. He's just bad news. That's how a Democrat thinks. Yeah. So there is no, there's no, there's no real justice. You know, you can't get to the bottom of anything because they have been programmed. It's all about party. That's true. You know, I was thinking about this when I was watching the testimony. When, when, when the uh, when Ziegler was talking about betraying the Democratic Party, you know, but some people said he was betraying. And I was thinking, at what point in our world was it more important? to be a party member, you know, your affiliation to a party was more important than being an American. I thought that party affiliation rested on top of being an American, that we were all American, that underlying everything, we were still part of the same organization. We were Americans, but that's changed. Nowadays, it's being a Democrat or a Republican, that's the key. That's the most important thing. Well, I think George Soros sums it up best. It's just business. Because <laughs> the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, they're not, uh, they're not, uh, uh, they're not organizations or uh, nonprofit entities. They're, mm-hmm. they're corporations. They're for profit. President Trump that's- had some comments about what's going on. We have a compromised president. China gives him millions of dollars. If he's given Biden millions of dollars, he's compromised. Now, that's only the stuff they found. There's a lot of other things, and there'll be some things that you never find, but there's a lot of other things. So he's getting millions of dollars illegally from China. And then you say, hey, they impeached me over a phone call that was perfect. Why aren't they impeaching Biden for receiving tens of millions of dollars? Why isn't he under impeachment? There he is, this President Trump saying what we were just saying. And, Bill, I was amazed. If you watch the testimony, I was amazed. We, we're not talking about, like, $5 million or $8 million or seven. We're yeah. talking tens of millions of dollars. The Biden's about made a hundred a, million or more. Yeah. The Biden's made a fortune doing mm-hmm. this. And So now you know how they paid for all those mansions. And now the next question is, we're, we're wondering why there isn't a fast impeachment of this guy. 
how many congressmen and senators are doing the exact same thing the Bidens were doing? Well, there's a lot. And, you know, it's really interesting to me because they say all the money donors to the Democrats are big, super rich. Mm-hmm. All right. You always called the Republican Party corrupt because it was the party of the rich. But the Democrats are boasting, no, 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 no. We got all the super rich people. So that must mean you're the corrupt party. We now know. Well, uh, I don't know where this is going, to be honest with you. I mean, I, Hell in a hand uh, well, you know, a, 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 a good pundit would say, well, I've got all the answers. I, I've, I've listened to all of them, you know, on the radio, and they all seem to have an answer, which is never totally accurate. Um, as a matter of fact, <laughs> John Kennedy, the senator from Louisiana, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was on uh, Fox and Friends yesterday morning. And he even mentioned, he said, uh, I think he said, as far as the elections go, uh, one thing I can tell you, the only thing I can guarantee you is that all the experts are usually absolutely wrong. And I think that's the way it is with a lot of pundits talking about politics. We we don't know where this is going. I know what should happen. We should have an impeachment of this guy right now. And also, we should have a special prosecutor who goes after him for true criminal charges. I mean, they're talking about nonsense for Trump, nonsense stuff about what he's done, and yet Biden has done serious damage to our country. He's ruined the borders. He's been giving secrets away to the Chinese for, for years for, for cash. I mean, these are, these are serious, serious crimes, and right now we're, we're considering taking action. Anyway, here's John Kennedy yesterday on Fox All and right. Friends. Remember the Senate Judiciary Committee. Senator, will you be watching today? I know you got your own job. Yes. Um, and, and, and here's my point of view right now for what it's worth. Um, have, have you ever flushed the toilet and the water starts rising? You go, dang, you know, I got a problem here. And I think that's where the uh, where the attorney general is. He he, uh, he thought he had finessed the prosecution of Mr. Hunter Biden. Uh, he had palmed it off on, a, on another a prosecutor. Um, plea deal was reached um, pretty favorable to, to Mr. Hunter Biden. He just didn't count on the whistleblowers. And I've listened to these whistleblowers. They sound pretty credible. Um, I want to be fair and just say, objectively speaking, the only thing clear right now is somebody's lying. And the attorney general is going to have to address this. Um, There is a perception that Mr. Hunter Biden got special treatment. Some would argue that Mr. Hunter Biden has gotten special treatment his entire life. But what's different now is his dad is the president of the United States and purports to stand for the rule of law. Sure. And and so it will be interesting, Senator, you're absolutely right. I, I, we didn't see that toilet reference uh, come in when they did the pre-interview. but that, it, I didn't see it either. It, it made it perfectly, perfect sense right there. Um, there's so much we need to know the answers to because we've got, you know, one side saying one thing, the other side saying something else. We need to connect the dots. And with these whistleblowers, we can start to connect the dots. But I have seen, you mentioned the Attorney General, I've seen some Republicans suggest that maybe it's time for uh, Mr. Garland to be impeached. Do you think if 
they can somehow prove that the Department of Justice uh, ran out of the clock, slow walk things, ran the statute of limitations out, that the Attorney General should be impeached. Well, if, if anyone has committed in public office at our level has committed a high crime and misdemeanor mm -hmm. uh, that you can prove, uh, certainly that's the basis for an impeachment proceeding. But I, I just want to know what the facts are right yeah. now. I, I want to know who's lying. Somebody clearly is lying. Either the whistleblowers are lying or the attorney general is lying. Now let's find out which one. Uh, Senator, I saw a story this morning that apparently after uh, he publicized that he had gotten this target letter, uh, the former President uh, Trump uh, spoke on the phone with Speaker McCarthy and Elise Stefanik as well to strategize essentially their plans to defend him. Uh, are, are Republicans on Capitol Hill united in defending the former president? Well, I think most Republicans, well, I, I can't speak for all Republicans. I'll speak for me. Um, I, I don't know what the facts are. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen the indictment yet. I, I, w I will say in terms of the politics, and, and, and this is a cynical point of view, but I think some Americans are drawing this conclusion that, that uh, President Biden and President Trump have a codependency. Uh, President Trump wants President Biden as an opponent because he thinks he'll be the easiest to beat. Mm -hmm. President Biden wants President Trump as an opponent because given President Biden's poll numbers, uh, he polls right up there with Bud Light, he thinks he thinks President Trump is, is, is the only person he can be. Now, one of them is going to be wrong. But, but I think, I hate to say this, but it, I think it's a fair observation. I think the Justice Department's going to do pretty much what, at, at the senior levels, whatever they can to make sure that uh, President Trump is the nominee, because that's who President Biden wants. I got to tell you, I was thinking during his uh, audio clip here, I was thinking, you know, mm. I think that the Justice Department is going to be pushed between a rock and a hard spot soon if they're not already there, because... I think that they've been doing the uh, the work of the administration for the past couple of years, dutifully doing what the administration suggests like a puppet. But now, with all of this evidence being dumped on the table, with all this nonsense being put out in the public, I think that Garland and company are going to be pushed into a corner where they're going to have to make a decision soon. Are they going to continue to be Joe Biden's sock puppet, or are they going to do the thing that has to be done and go after Biden for his crimes? And I think that, that this is the time where you're going to see whether there's anything that is decent and honest in Merrick Garland or whether he's just uh, a, a, a guy who works for the administration. Or we have a distraction that has... Uh immediate ramifications and long-term uh, consequences. Oh, my God. I think I know what you're talking about. I I, uh, I think it's coming because they are not going to give up the ghost. They I, are yeah, going. I, I don't know how they, Bill, I don't know how they give up the, the, the election. I don't know how they give up the power. You know, I hear President Trump talking about how we need to have a massive turnout in 2024. I think we had a massive turnout in 2020, and I think they still fixed it. 
Yeah, and I think they're going to do it. And I think I think that there is one massive distraction that they're waiting. It's the Hail Mary, and it's the mother of all distractions. And I think they're waiting until they have to let it go. They're going to release the Kraken, as they say. I think it's going to happen around the election time if they can make this thing float because they just got to keep it alive for where are we, a year and a half now away? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, President Trump was in L.A., and he was getting on his airplane coming back from meetings, and uh, there was a contingent of law enforcement people who met him at the airport to get their picture taken. There must have been mm-hmm. two or 300 police officers who were standing in front of uh, the Trump airplane, you know, Trump Force One, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, President Trump came, got out of, out of the limo. And I couldn't help but thinking, this is the the writer in me. And I was thinking he, he had no hesitation to walk over to this, this horde of law enforcement people, all of whom were ca- carrying weapons. They all had guns, right? And I was thinking, boy, there's a bad operator out there. That would be a place for him to, you know, to 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 do his deed because there was no putting your guns away or check your guns at the door before you you meet with the president. I mean, they were all there with uh, guns in holster right next to him. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, these were all honest and honorable men, and it was a wonderful picture opportunity for them all. And the president seemed to be having a good time. But you're right, Bill. He he does do, do things that, that uh, scare his true supporters. The fact that he will wade into a group of strangers at a Dairy Queen to pass around blizzards. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Uh, it must be tough on the security detail. I'm sure they didn't know that he was going to stop at the Dairy Queen. Uh, I think that was in New Hampshire. A lot of things happening. Now, this this uh, testimony will continue. I wish something would happen. I wish there would be uh, some activity. I wish we would see true movement. You know, talking and testimony, that doesn't cut it anymore. We've got to see some action. And if it doesn't happen, if you don't hear about uh, an indictment uh, of, of Biden anytime soon, then I would submit that uh, it's never going to happen, and we have a corrupted, a really corrupted government. And I wouldn't put a lot of faith and trust in the Republicans anymore. Interesting story. I don't know whether you heard about this. This is truly a, a fascinating story. You know, Ben Carson is a brilliant man. He was part of the administration, the Trump administration. Right. And uh, I think he was, was he the Commerce Secretary? He was... But he had a terrific position. He was one of the secretaries of the Trump administration. But above and beyond that, he's a world-famous neurosurgeon. Most people forget that. But this soft-spoken man who came from a minority neighborhood, I think in Detroit, uh, from, I think, a single parent, this guy is brilliant. And uh, he was being interviewed yesterday on on Wake Up America on uh, Newsmax. And he was talking about a brand new, actually two brand new drugs that look very promising for the cure of Alzheimer's, if not cure, 
the, really? the slow of Alzheimer's. Listen. An experimental drug is showing promising signs in the fight against Alzheimer's, slowing the progression of memory issues by about 60% when taken as early as possible. Joining us now for more on this is former presidential candidate, former HUD secretary, renowned neurosurgeon, and founder and chairman of the American Cornerstone Institute, Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Carson, great to see you again. So talk to us about this new drug. A lot of people excited about this. Uh, walk us through. Well, you know, Alzheimer's has become quite a significant problem in our society because people are living longer than they used to. And uh, basically what happens is you form these little uh, neurofibrillary tangles in the brain, amyloid deposits that interfere with the communication of the neurons in the brain. And what the new drug, the Nanomab, does is it's a uh, antibody monoclonal antibody that actually attaches itself to these amyloid deposits and that causes the little cells in the brain called microglia to attack and reduce these. So these amyloid deposits are sort of like on a racetrack. You have cars going around and then somebody's putting all these haystacks in the way. Well, they come and remove the haystacks. And it's been promising, very promising uh, right now. And there have been two drugs that have been experimented with which show significant uh, decline in the progression of Alzheimer's. Any safety concerns with these drugs? Well, unfortunately, there's, there's always safety concerns, which is why we go through these long trials. But yeah, there, there are some cases of hemorrhaging and brain swelling. Uh, certain people have a genetic predisposition to that, and there's some testing that can be done to show that. But, uh, you know, it's a relatively small number, and, you know, you have to look at the benefits versus the risk. And this is not something you take as a pill. This is taken as an effusion that's done once every two to four weeks. So okay. it's a significant commitment, but uh, the benefits are quite promising. And this is early stages, which means there's gonna be some improvements made in the administration. Absolutely. Drug. Look, this is all, all good news. Um, so this specific drug, as you mentioned, it should be taken early on, on mildly impaired. So what are some of the signs that we should look for, you know, those early on symptoms? Uh, a lot of problems with memory. Uh, disorientation, uh, lack of ability to perform functions that you normally used to be able to function quite well with. Um, and a lot of people say, oh, that's just aging. And you do have to distinguish the two. So it's always good to get a professional opinion because there, there are certain types of testing that can be done. Yeah. You know, we have, we have some uh, public figures who won't take that test won't mention any names. Well, well, but uh, it is possible to figure out what's going on. Yeah, let's let's pivot now to the president. Um, here he is with his, with a visit with the president of Israel. Take a look. We uh, opened up an airspace for Israel and over Saudi Arabia and Oman after I had a little visit there, and we brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level.
Dr. Carson, I mean, the video goes on a little longer. It almost looks like he's sleeping. You're a doctor. Walk us through what you're seeing there. Well, you know, he is trying to stay on target because he knows he has these problems. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to diagnose him remotely, but it is so easy to figure out whether this is just normal aging or whether there's some organic problem that's causing this. And, uh, you know, the American people are entitled to, to that kind of information when they're selecting their leaders. And it's a very dishonest thing to withhold that information from people. Yeah, a lot of people have questions regarding uh, his performance. Dr. Ben Carson, we appreciate you taking the time to join us this morning, sir. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. They were playing the clip of Biden. That's why, he, and you could see him. And so it made more sense in the visual. But you could hear, if you were paying attention to Biden, mumbling in the background. He was falling asleep. He was. He was sitting next to the Israeli president in the White House. He was sitting in one of the high-back chairs next to the fireplace. And he literally was supposedly looking down at, I, th- I think, a, a piece of paper in his lap that had the, mm-hmm. like a cheat sheet. But he looked like he was falling asleep in front of the Israeli president. And um, this is what we we have right now. But, you know, and and I guess I guess we're stuck with this guy. But, you know, it's so easy to look at at Biden and to see this this uh, shaky guy who's having difficulty and feel kind of bad for him. And, And in a way, as a human, I feel bad for anybody who is losing their cognitive ability. But um, it's hard to dismiss all of the bad things that he's been a party to when well, he was when, when he was conscious. You know. Yeah, and you know, I, I I'm not going to diagnose him here because I can say, you know, you can sit there. It could be in your lifestyle. Let's just say that. The job is requiring too much for, from him, and he's not getting his proper rest. And I equate that to a time when I was young, and I drove 46 miles out of town to, for a job. I didn't move there, and I had to get there early for a morning show. And I can remember getting on, you know, um, well, what was it, Interstate 5 or something like that, and I was driving along. I remember getting on the interstate. The next thing I know, I was 46 miles away, pulling into the driving, uh, you know, the, the parking lot to the station. And I'm going, mm. what happened between getting on the highway and there? Well, technically, I was probably sleeping. I was working at a station in Boston, and I was driving back to my parents' home in Rhode Island. I had done the overnight show on this station mm-hmm. in Boston. And I was so tired, I remember at one point dozing off, waking up as my car was going towards a tree. And I, I woke up just in time. It happens to everybody, but the problem with Biden is it happens most most of the time. A lot, and he's and he is our commander in chief. What's gonna happen when he falls asleep at a very important it, it could be a point to where go ahead, fire the nukes. Oh no, gosh. Well, uh, hopefully there's some kind of backup fail-safe system that would uh, make sure that he was uh, coherent and uh, he knew what he was doing. It'll be interesting to see where where this all goes. I think that uh, it's going to be an interesting like uh, remainder of the week. Hopefully, 
there will be something, some really definitive action that makes us realize and have that there's some honest patriots in Washington. Because right now, right now they're just talking heads. If all they do is talk and and and, and posture themselves, and nothing definitive happens, then mm-hmm. we're in we're in trouble. Anyway, another interesting thing I wanted to pass along. Uh, Matt Gates sure. was talking about where we're going, and he was talking about uh, he uh, he has an interesting uh, idea, and uh, he thinks that we should defund defund the special counsel, Jack Smith. I guess they yeah. they have the purse string. Here's what Matt Gates said on his podcast. You would not see this continued pattern of indictment over indictment over indictment if they thought they had neutralized Trump. Is there a single American who believes that Donald Trump would be getting indicted over these things if he were not running for president again and if he were not the leading contender for president again? And while this isn't a political show, you all can search the polling and see how President Trump is doing in the Republican field and in the general election. Again, not here to break that down. It's relevant to us insofar as it informs the decision of a weaponized government to target him which is exactly the allegation that President Trump makes uh, in his statement. Another important thing, the House of Representatives needs to take action to defund this special counsel investigation immediately. We do not need to wait for the appropriations process. We don't have to wait for the Holman rule or some rider. They are attacking our democracy and engaging in election interference right now. And if the United States Congress does not have the capability to stop that election interference, well, then what is all the flowery oratory about preserving the republic? We have to operationalize that. And so in the coming hours, the coming days, I will be introducing legislation under my name and the House of Representatives as a freestanding bill to defund the Jack Smith investigation. And one reason why is the election interference feature. Another reason why, the lack of transparency. I have sent correspondence to the Attorney General. I just want to know who's on the Jack Smith team. You remember how the understanding of the composition of the Mueller team informed on how we saw a lot of that evidence and a lot of that legal analysis. They had a team of vicious Democrats. And if you look at Jack Smith and his team, you ought to be able to evaluate where they've made political donations, where they've been political appointees, what their connections are to people who have skin in the game to preserve their power in Washington, D.C. So because The Department of Justice has been non-responsive on my requests for reasonable information that a member of the Judiciary Committee is absolutely entitled to because this is election interference, because it is not predicated on what we all saw as a nation, President Trump said, we have to stop sending money to this. The power of the purse is not some intermittent thing that we wield every year and a half or every fiscal cycle. It's something that we have to wield day in and day out to achieve victory for our people and to stop this. And by the way, I'm under no illusions about Joe Biden signing such a legislative device into law. I know that Chuck Schumer would never bring such a thing up, but you deserve to know where your members of Congress are counted. Will they co-sponsor my legislation? I certainly hope they will. And when we get to the must-pass legislation, because look, even if Jack Smith indicts Trump 10 minutes from now, 
you're looking at legal process that is extended out a great deal. We have to make sure that in this appropriations process, we do not continue to fund a government that has turned against the very nature of elections and free choice by the vote. So that's uh, Matt Gates. See, he's under no illusion. I mean, even if it passes Congress, the Senate's going to ignore it and uh, it's not going to happen. But he does say he, the reason why he's doing it is so we can see who at least supports the idea, who's on mm-hmm. our side, which is... And a, he makes he makes the other point, too. They indict Trump. Doesn't mean Trump goes to jail right away. Well, in a Democrat world, he would. But what it means is a long, drawn-out lawsuit or a case there that's going to be going on, a distraction from the election, and uh, it's what they'll take either or whatever they can get out of this if not both. Before we wrap this up, I should point out that to this date, they still haven't found, nor are they talking <laughs> about, the uh, 60,000 uh, pounds. Uh, was it pounds? Yeah, 60,000 pounds, 30 tons or something like that, yeah, of ammonium nitrate. This was, this was stolen from a train, was it two and a half months ago or something like that? It's been a yeah, long it's time. It's been about two and a half, three months. And uh, they did they did come back and say, well, we think the tanker had a leak yeah, right. and, or the car <laughs> had a leak, and it's just all along the track. Yeah, okay. sure. Well, they have ways of detecting that. Did they get out with any monitor to say, yep, well, that's right? No, no, they didn't verify that story. They just threw it out there. Well, there's your answer. Blow it up. See you. Bye. Well, you We're know, out of here. another thing that happened yesterday, which I thought was interesting, was I believe a big pharmaceutical company down in one of the Carolinas, I think it was North Carolina, uh, was hit by a tornado and leveled. One of the largest uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing plants was destroyed. Now they're what saying do they it make? Was, they're saying it was. Uh, you know, I haven't got the story in front of me. Look, give me a second. Maybe I can find it online here. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. Tornado destroys. Tornado destroys Pfizer facility in North Carolina one of the largest sterile injectable facilities in the world. Now, sterile injectable, I would imagine when they say that, they're talking about uh, they make maybe, uh, um, what do you call it, a serum uh, that the uh, diabetics might use. You know, they, they have to inject the fluid into the bottle, I would think, you know. I'm just saying, I, I'm not a pharmaceutical expert, and it could mean something totally different. But whatever it was, it was one of the biggest of its kind in the world. And it was hit by a tornado yesterday about 9.30 yeah. in the morning. Well, you know, you, if you were a conspiracist, uh, you I could know. say, well, yeah, yeah, they manipulated the weather. And then if you're a practical purpose a person, you would sit there going, why would they do that and how could they do that? I don't you know? know. I'm just saying there's a lot of things happening in our world uh, that don't make a lot of sense. I woke up this morning, looked out the window. And it looked really foggy. We live in western Pennsylvania. We don't get a lot of fog. We just yeah. don't. We do get smoke. So well, we I get that in the news too. All smoke and mirrors. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know all whether what we're seeing is this, are the Canadian fires. Uh, they're not talking about them anymore. Are they out? Or no, they're not out. The smoke is still blowing. But you know, when you're a juggler. Uh-huh. You start out with a ball, yes. and then you got two balls, That's and then true. you got three balls, and they're all distractions. That's true. At some point in time, how are you going to keep up with all the balls that are in the air that they're juggling around? They're going to drop all one. these stories. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah. And but see, 
when you're not looking, they'll reach down and pick it back up, and then they'll drop another ball. But it doesn't matter; they still got the the you know the, the other distraction going. moving, yeah. <laughs> and that's all it is. It's that's you know, true. it's they're not a good juggler, but they're juggling stories. Anyway, friends, uh, pay attention. Going to be another busy day in the news. I know you have a life to live too, and there are other things happening in your world, but. This is probably one of the most critical times in our history ever. I mean, I think that the uh, future of our country rests on what happens in the next, uh, at least next year and a half. If, if we lose the election, you may not think Trump is perfect, but if he loses and we get Biden again, I would say put a fork in it, baby. We're done. We're done. Yeah, I, w- I would say so, too. And I think you'll see Democratic uh, candidates. Uh, from now until hell freezes over, winning if they win uh, this go-around. Interesting story, uh, University of Berkeley being investigated for ties to China. Now, I believe this was something that Marco and the gang were doing when the Republicans had control. Mm -hmm. You say University of Berkeley in California? Yeah, University of Berkeley. Then there's the story of the trans soldier. on. uh, Well, the story is from the military. Trans soldiers on hormone therapy do not have to be. They can skip being deployed. Of course they can. I told you they're having a problem in the military right now. You know, all these these platoons, these soldiers, they seem to be going in circles. They march in circles now. Did you know that? Why is that, Bill? Well, to the left, to the left, to the left, 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 (laughs) to the left, to the left, to the left, left, left. Oh, you're bad. You can take the disc jockey out of the uh, studio, but not the. No, you know what I'm saying. Hey, friends, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. If you have something you want to talk to us about, uh, you want to add your two cents, feel free to do so, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Please don't punish me for that bad joke. Uh, he deserves to be punished for that. Day, uh, yeah, to the left, to the left. To the left, left, left. <laughs> Goodbye, Bill. <laughs> well, you know, they get excited, though, from the left when they say, there's a drill sergeant? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Bill. Hasta la vista, baby. I better be out of here. See ya. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>